Well, friends, good morning and welcome to Ozark United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Jacob Schneider. It is really good to see some of your faces that I haven't seen in a while. It's good to see your faces that we've seen. Uh, it's good to see some new faces as well. But I want to welcome you here because today is a very special day uh, where we get to be led by our youth in the worship of our God. Um, I'm excited. I've, I've been able to sit in on some rehearsals and practices um, and you'll be blessed by the word that they bring today. Uh, but I want to welcome you here. I encourage you to just get comfortable and to prepare your hearts and minds to encounter Christ anew here today. Amen. Good morning, everyone. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> for those of you that don't know me, my name is Jack Ford. I'm a member of the Ozark United Methodist Church Youth. And we are going to be leading this uh, service today. So it will be pretty different. Um, during our first song, Marvelous Light, there is a point where we say, lift your hands and spin around. And sometimes we do motions in our songs to get us like, pumped up for worship and stuff like that. So um, I encourage you to join us in that in that motion, which is pretty much is just lifting your hands and spinning around. Yeah. So thank you and have a good rest of your day. Welcome to Youth Sunday, everybody. We are super excited to be leading service. This is a great opportunity for some amazing kids. Um, I'm excited that you get to actually experience a little a little bit of them um, because you've heard me say before that I love working with them, um, but today you'll actually get to see why I love working with them so much because they are some amazing kids. So if you would please stand and we're going to uh, lift up our voices to begin our time of worship together. And like Jack said, there is some motion. So if you have room, dance a little bit. All right, here we go.
out there and see people clapping and moving around and you can just feel the energy in the room so um, thank you for participating with us we're gonna keep on singing um, and this is one that you know this is one that we do in the youth group and is a, a crowd favorite so this is build your kingdom here I know we did it last week but we're gonna do it again because you can never do this one enough because the words of this song are so important and as followers of Christ our job here on earth is to bring a little bit of his kingdom here through the ways that we love and the ways that we live. So let's do just that. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us we pray until why we're made. Come set our hearts with hope like wildfire in our very souls holy spirit come invade us now we are your church we need your power
seated. Today I will be reading from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Now the boy Samuel was serving the Lord under Eli. The Lord's word was rare at the time, and visions weren't widely known. One day Eli, whose eyes had grown so weak he was unable to see, was lying down in his room. God's lamp hadn't gone out yet, and Samuel was lying down in the Lord's temple, where God's chest was. The Lord called to Samuel, I'm here, he said. Samuel hurried to Eli and said, I'm here, you called for me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go lie down. And so he did. Again, the Lord called Samuel. So Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, I'm here. You called for me? I didn't call my son, Eli replied. Go and lie down. Now Samuel didn't know yet the Lord, and the Lord's word hadn't yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. He got up and went to Eli and said, I'm here. You called for me? Then Eli realized it was, a, it was the Lord recalled for him. So Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, and if he calls, you say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down where he'd been. The Lord came and stood there calling just as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel said, speak, your servant is listening. So this summer we talked a lot about listening for God's voice and hearing God's voice. And sometimes the world around us is so loud, like right now, uh, there's a lot going on that that can easily drown out the voice of God. Um, so this next song is a really good one for us to sing. It's a fun song, but it also speaks of not letting our circumstances around us be what guides us and keeping God as your true north. We have a lot of scouts in our youth group, and I know they know the importance of knowing which direction is true north because you can easily get lost if you're out in the wilderness and you don't have your compass that's accurate. So keeping God as our true north in our lives is very important because it's easy for us to get sidetracked by things that happen to us. So we're going to sing this one as well. This was also a fun, upbeat song, so you're going to want to stand up for this one. So up on your feet and get ready to clap your hands. You are my true Lord. Oh, you are my true Lord. Oh, 
Please pray with me. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we stop for a moment to give thanks and praise for your mighty acts. You spoke creation into existence. With one word, storm stop. Demons tremble in your presence. Yet, you love us enough to pursue a relationship with us. God, we thank you for the opportunity to hear from you. Help us turn off the noise of the world around us so we can hear your voice, your desires, your will. Help us, Lord, to listen to your voice so that we may live into the purpose you have placed in our lives. Lord, speak, for your servants are listening. Amen. Hi. In case you didn't know me, my name is McKenna Rhodes. I'm Greg and Christina's daughter. I'm a senior at Ozark High School, and I've been a part of the youth group for about six or seven years now. And I'm so thankful and so blessed for the opportunity to speak for all of you today. So as a youth group as a whole, our focus for the past few weeks has been hearing, trusting, and following God. And that's what I'm gonna be talking to you about today. So hearing, trusting, and following God. While the goal is to accomplish all three of these things, I think it's really important that we break it down and focus on one thing at a time. You can't follow God if you don't first trust in him. And it will be hard to trust in God if you feel like he's not there, or in other words, you feel like you can't hear him. You know, me being me, I always just assumed that meant that I should sit in a quiet place and listen until I heard an audible voice rain down from the heavens telling me what to do. But I quickly realized that that is not how it works, for most people anyway, not me, but that's okay. There are tons of ways that we can feel and experience God's voice. For some, that may be through prayer, scripture, people you meet and talk to, a conversation you have, or even little things you see throughout your day. It may be one, or it may be all of these things. But before we should even expect to hear from God, we need to work on building a relationship with him. Think of it this way. If you were to walk up to a stranger and ask him or her for something that would change your life, how are they going to react? Chances are they'll probably think you're crazy and they might even run away from you. But if there was a person who you really trusted and you had taken the time and gotten to know them and built a relationship with them, now if you ask that person for something that would change your life, the odds that they're gonna give it to you are exponentially better. This is why it's crucial that we build a strong and foundational relationship with our Lord. Growing up, I always thought of God as this almighty, powerful being that was bigger than I could ever imagine. And while God is almighty and powerful, 
Thinking of him that way scared me away from building a relationship with him. I would never tell all of my deepest, darkest secrets, fears, and worries to someone that I was scared of. I would also never tell my greatest joys in life or my favorite memories or stories to someone that I was scared of. I would, however, share all of those things with my best friend in life, which is exactly why I started thinking of God that way. Best friends spend a lot of time together. They laugh, they cry, they dance, they party together, and they definitely talk together. So the more time that we spend with God, and the more that we talk to him and tell him about all the things that make us happy in life, or sad, or angry, or scared, the more that we tell God about all those things, the more comfortable and easier it will be for us to hear him. And, when, and again, the more that we hear God, the easier it will be to trust in him. And when we fully put our trust in the Lord, we should have no problem following him and doing what he leads us to do. So once we begin to build a stronger relationship with God, we should start to hear him. But as we talked about before, it's probably not going to be an audible voice. It might, however, come through music or scripture, which means, wait for it, we actually have to read scripture. So personally, I've always struggled with reading scripture because I'm not a huge fan of reading, and I was never really sure where to start. And I know everyone is different, but what I've started doing is literally just opening the Bible somewhere and reading until something jumps out at me. In the youth group, we have an acronym for when it comes to reading the Bible called SOAP, S-O-A-P. SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. So when I find something in the Bible that sticks out at me, I take myself through the steps of SOAP. Scripture comes first, so I look at the verse that stuck out, and I write it down. Next is observation. I reread this verse, and I ask myself why it stuck out to me, and I look for things that I might have missed the first time that I read it. Then comes application. I look at this verse again, and I ask myself, and I think, how can I apply this verse or this passage to my life at this very moment in time, like right now, how can I apply it? And fourth and finally is prayer. After I have written down and read these things over and over again, I simply pray to God and I ask that he keep this message with me as I walk throughout my day. By doing this and following these steps, I have then read, written down, and reread the same verse or passage at least four to five times. So it's in my head all day and I'm constantly thinking of ways that I can apply it to my life. You can do the same thing if you, with music if you hear lyrics or a song that stick out to you. If we really focus on doing these things, and we really pay attention to all the little things that happen throughout our day, you'll notice that we begin to look for God in situations that we never did before. And the more you look for God, you will find him. And when you do, I encourage you not to be afraid to hear, trust, and follow him. Thank you, McKenna. We're going to continue... Um, singing and the next song is build my life and what McKenna spoke about that um, listening to and trusting and following God's <laughs> voice and uh, following what he leads us to do um, we got to build our life on that foundation that foundation of love in Jesus and love for God um, to be the guide for our lives each day so I'm going to ask you to go ahead and stand again as we uh, lift our voices together for build my life.
worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever breathe. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, the only one that could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Only there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes.
not do that. Sorry. Didn't know. You may be seated. Hi, I'm Ashlyn Campbell. I'm Dana Campbell's daughter. We look nothing alike, but yeah. Um, I've been going to this church since I was roughly six years old, so I've spent a lot of time here, and uh, I wanted to speak to you guys today. Um, uh, so when I was eight years old, I started playing volleyball, and I just started playing recreationally, so it's all for fun. There's nothing really put on your back to to win a game. Um, and then as I got older, I started playing in school and more competitively, and I took it way too seriously. <laughs> I was like, I have to get the most play time. I have to, I have to win every game. I have every time I served a ball, it should have been in this spot, or even if it was right next to it, it had to be here. And it just left no time for me to want to focus on God, or I may come to youth or Sunday, but I didn't pay attention. Um, and then it was the day after Christmas. I was going for a run because I was pushing my body way harder than I should have been. And as I was running, I felt a click in my right leg. And I kind of walked home, not thinking anything of it. And when I woke up the next morning, my shin was so swollen, my legging wouldn't even fit over it. So I went to the doctor, and they said that I had stress fractures in both bones in my shin, which means you're running on one fracture, and then you fracture another one because you're not putting yourself through rest and what you should be doing. And um, so three months non-weight-bearing, losing all the muscle in my leg, uh, like two months physical therapy, and uh, and then I was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going back to volleyball. <laughs> and so I sat through my entire competitive season watching everybody else get to play, and and I was disappointed, but I thought, oh, I can get back to it. It's fine. And it wasn't even a week into volleyball practices, and I was running around the track in PE, and I felt the same click in my leg. And so I went to the coach who was completely dumbfounded that I was walking and said that I think I fractured both bones in my leg. So I went to the nurse, went to the doctor, uh, another MRI, and I was booted up for another three or four months. Uh, and on my last orthopedic appointment, they told me that I could try playing volleyball again, but I was always going to be at risk to fracture again. So. My parents said, no more, we're done. So <laughs> I was extremely angry at God, at everyone. I was done with church. I'm, I played volleyball for six years, and no matter how many things changed at home, volleyball was something that was always supposed to be there, and all of a sudden it wasn't. So I stopped coming to church, and even when I was forced to come, I... I had to listen to people say, oh, God loves you, and God has a plan. <laughs> but volleyball was all I wanted to do in high school and maybe in college, I don't know. Um, and it, all of a sudden, it was gone. And all of a sudden, you become this puzzle piece that just isn't quite fitting anywhere. So one night, after several months of not coming to youth or church, I get a text from someone in the youth group inviting me back. 
and and I came not thinking anything of it, like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll come, I'll play a game, whatever. And then I was told to go, that we were having a mission trip, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll participate. And I heard about God speaking to you and how he shows you these signs. And I know that if while I was playing volleyball, I didn't spend any time with God. And so God puts up a roadblock for you to focus and say, I need to focus on God because he is my everything. And he, I may have been left in a dark place, it seemed like, but God got me out of it because I wanted to get out of it. God is a light that you have to follow, and I would never have come back to church if I hadn't got to go on the mission trip. So I appreciate everyone who part, made that happen, and thank you. Hello. As I told you earlier, my name is Jack Ford. I began going to this church around last May when I met one of my friends in Blue Springs. She was telling me about how she was going to church since, well, since she was maybe 14 and how awesome it was, how it changed her life. And I was still kind of on the fence about it. And I and then uh, someone in youth group offered to give me a ride to church one day because I wasn't able to drive yet. And I went, and I didn't think much of it the first few services that I went, and I was kind of just like, yeah, okay, I'll go. And I wasn't able to go to youth group then because I couldn't drive. And then I think it was maybe October, um, around the beginning of school, and I became heavily invested in the Ozark JROTC drill team, and that's something that, if you don't know, it puts you through a lot of physical and mental pain and stress, and there was one day when we were practicing in the gym, and I was just... Um, being myself up about it mentally and physically. I was getting hurt all over my arms, on my hands. I always jam like my left thumb or my left ring finger, I think is what it is. And that is always something that has been there for me. Um, and then one day I was um, just practicing really hard, very frustrated with myself that I couldn't get one move down. And then I um, was just about ready to break. So I told um, Chief, our coach, that I was going to get a drink or go to the bathroom, something like that. And instead, I went into his office and I just sat down and I started to pray. And I think maybe halfway through this line from a Rodney Atkins song, Watching You, spoke to God like he was talking to a friend. And I took that phrase very, very literally, and I began to do just that. I began to speak to God like he was my friend. And I think it was maybe 10 or 15 minutes through that I started to just weep uncontrollably. I didn't know why, and I still don't know why, but I did. 
And I think it was around that time that I felt this strange, um, unearthly feeling that was like, you know that feeling you get whenever you know that there's someone in the room with you, but you didn't see them. That's the feeling that I felt, except whenever I walked into that office, I didn't see anyone, and no one had entered in there whenever I was uh, in there praying. So I felt that feeling, and I continued to pray like God was my friend, and at that point I was still just weeping, feeling that presence, praying, and I, it was, it was no longer my thoughts that were, that were coming out of my mouth. It was just feelings and emotions and thoughts that were just pouring out of, out of me for some reason. And I think now that I think about it, that presence in the back of the room wasn't an audible voice that I that I thought I would hear, like Ananias and Samuel heard, but it was God hearing me, knowing that I needed someone to talk to, and saying, speak, I am listening to you. And I continued praying, and then I think once I was done Looking back on it now, I realized that as I was praying, I began to lose that pain in my head, that throbbing pain that you get whenever you're super stressed. I began to lose that pain in my arms and in my hands. And it was, I walked back into that gym and it was just gone. I was ready to get back to it. And I realized now, and that was the moment that I realized that that was what God wanted for me. That was, the, that was the moment that I realized that I wanted to get baptized uh, like I did last November. And that was the moment that I knew that this was what I wanted for my life. And I realized that if I hadn't met that friend in Blue Springs, that I would be a completely different person than I am today. So I would like to leave you with a challenge today. Whenever you go home tonight and you pray before you go to sleep, I would like you to pray, speak to God like you were talking to a friend. Think of him as, like McKenna said, your best friend in the entire world and not like um, the president say. And, and I, um, I truly hope that you have that same kind of experience that I did, because that left me changed. Thank you. Thank you, Ashlyn and Jack. Now, do you all understand why I say what I say about them? They're amazing kids. We did something this summer that um, I have to admit it wasn't anything that I'd ever done before, and I'm pretty sure I can say with 
certainty that none of the kids had ever done it with the reaction that I got from them when I told them what we were going to do. With speaking about hearing God's voice, um, we did an activity where they were going to put that to a test. They were going to see, okay, what is this like hearing God's voice? How's this going to happen? So as you came in this morning, hopefully you were given a note card because you're going to be using that here in a minute. I'm going to tell you what happened during our time this summer. I gave each of the kids a card with a name of a youth member on it, and they weren't allowed to open it to see whose name was on it. And I said we were going to take five minutes of complete silence, and they were just going to spend five minutes praying and asking God to speak to them about the name on their card and what that person needed to hear at that time. And you can imagine the reactions that I got from them of complete terror that they were going to have to sit and pray for five minutes. But I feel like it went by pretty quick. And they were told as they were praying about that name, praying for God, praying to God to speak to them about the name on the card, that whatever words came to their mind, they were to jot them down and write them on the card. And then at the end of our praying time, they got to open the card and see whose name it was and go deliver it to the person that they had on their card. And after talking with some of them, after that experience, it was like I cried. There were other people crying because we could not believe how accurate the words were for the kids that they were praying for. It was amazing. So to get to be part of that was um, very cool. And I feel like it was life-changing for the kids because they then knew what it was like to hear from God. So we're going to give you the opportunity to do that today. So you have a card. If you don't have a card, um, where's those? we have cards up here. So if you raise your hand, one of them can bring a card to you. But I'd like for you to... Spend some time, we're going to, I'm going to turn on some quiet music just so it's not completely silent in here, and we're going to spend a few minutes of just praying, and you may already have a name of a person in mind, Um, you can jot their name down on the card, and if you don't have the name of a person in mind, that's what I would encourage you to pray for, for God to give you who it is that needs God's word right now, and if a name pops in your head, write that name down. But then just continue to listen to what God has to say to you about this person. And those of you that are at home, I would suggest that you also go get something to ride down on and spend this time just praying to God what it is that this person needs to hear from him. And then when our time is over, um, you know, the next time you see that person, give them that card and just let them know, hey, I was praying and God gave me your name. And this is what he told me you needed right now. And it may be amazing what what happens from that point with that person. Because I'm a firm believer in if a name pops into your head out of nowhere, there is a reason for that. And it's, I think, God telling you, hey, you need to check in with this person or they need some prayer right now. So, we're going to spend a few minutes, and I'm, um, it's going to be just a quiet prayer time, and 
write some things down on that card and uh, and then maybe later you can give it to that person. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to speak with you and for the gift of hearing from you, Lord. God, help us to just open our ears and hearts to what it is that you need us to do here on earth to help bring your kingdom here. Those people that we need to be in touch with, people that we need to just maybe sit and listen to them as they pour out their hearts. Help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus to your children here on earth. God, we love you and and thank you and praise you for the things that you do in our lives, the way you work through us, and the way that you transform us. For we know that, that we cannot do this alone with just our strength, that we need you walking beside us, holding us up to help us do something on earth that seems impossible. But impossible's never been a word that you follow. You can do anything, and the fact that you will use us to do those things truly is an awesome gift to us, Lord. So help us to listen to you and to others to see what the needs they have so that we can be the person that brings and speaks life into them. Thank you most of all for sending Jesus to take our sin upon him, willingly took it, and died on a cross so that we can have this gift of a relationship with you, God, knowing what we have awaiting us when we're finished here. God, it's in your name we pray these things. Amen. So we have one final song. And... Um, this one is about how we aren't enough to do this on our own. Like when Ananias was told by God to go and talk to Saul. It would be nice if it was a loud voice like that sometimes. Um, but when, when Ananias heard from God to go and talk to Saul, I would imagine that if it was me, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. That guy's doing terrible things to believers, and why would you want me to go talk to him? Um, but then when I think about my life now, oh, there's been plenty of times that I've heard something or felt something and been like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I can't do that. I am not equipped to do that. And then realize it's not necessarily that I'm equipped to do it, but God is the one that's going to give me the strength and what I need to, what I need to have to be able to do it. I firmly believe if he calls you to it, he's going to give you what you need to be able to do it. But a lot of times it's for us to realize that we're not enough on our own. We have to have him to be able to, to do his work. And that's what this song um, is about. And it's just a really good song. So this is going to be a new one for you. If you know it, sing along. If you don't, just uh, enjoy what it has to say. It's called Here Again.
Thank you.
I want to thank the youth group for leading us in worship, for leading us in an encounter with our Lord. Um, yes, absolutely. And I want to thank you, Melissa, for your leadership, um, just guiding these, these obviously blessed, gifted souls. Um, thank you for leading us. Thank you for sharing yourselves, sharing your stories. Thank you for sharing Christ with us. Um, and it is not just those who have been up on stage as well. I, I just let you know that we've got youth running the sound and the, and the lights and the video. Um, so they've been taking control. And we've had youth sitting here in this place praying the whole time, praying for you, praying for the church, praying for uh, the community as well. But friends, I want to thank you for, for joining us. Um, you know, we are not forsaken. Uh, the Lord is in this place, but the Lord also sends us out from this place and goes with us out from this place. So I encourage you to stand and receive this blessing as we head out from here. I'd also like to just make an offer that if, if you heard the voice of God, if you heard the voice of the Lord today in a new way that struck you, uh, you sense uh, something stirring within you, I encourage you to come speak with me, either after the service or maybe later this week. Just just come and speak with me. I'd love to, to sit down and, and hear what God's saying to you. But friends, my prayer is that each and every one of us would go out from this place, led and guided by the Holy Spirit, walking in the footsteps of Jesus, and listening, listening to the words that He has to say. Go in the name of our Lord Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. Amen.